Woohoo! That's absolutely one of my favorite expressions because usually when I say woohoo, something good is happening. Woo woo, I'm not about so much. I'm not a big believer in all the woo woo things. So today I'm going to be talking about the law of attraction and whether it's science or just a bunch of woo woo. Hi there, I'm your host, Lisa LaCasse. Join me every week as I share the latest trends, tips, and tricks to avoid the deterioration and diseases of aging. Nothing gets easier with age, but there's so much we can do to keep it from getting harder. Let's have fun adding not just years to our life, but life to our years. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's edition of Choose Your Future. If this is your first time listening, my name's Lisa LaCasse. I'm a health coach, and I really appreciate you taking the time to give this podcast a try. My dog is sitting under my chair chewing on a treat, so I'm hoping that you can't hear her and that she's not too distracting. But most of all, I'm noticing that it's the middle of August already, and I am a summer girl. I have no idea where the time went, and for that reason, I really hope you're either driving with the windows down, or you're out working in your yard, or even sitting on your porch with a nice tall glass of homemade lemonade. We really need to enjoy the summer while it lasts. Today, we're going to be talking about the law of attraction and whether it's science-based and how to use it, if it is science-based to your advantage, or whether it's just a bunch of woo-woo and a waste of time and not something that we want to spend a whole lot of time practicing. A few years ago, the movie The Secret was a huge success. It was like all the rage. Everybody was watching it and talking about it. And if you didn't watch it, I think I would still recommend it. But what this movie failed to do, so it was all about how you can manifest things in life. And um, just by thinking things and plugging in your energy there, you would have these things happen. And the fact is, it's kind of true and it's kind of not true. At some point, you probably heard the phrase, where thoughts go, energy flows. Or maybe you heard what you think about, you bring about. And those things are true, but there's one small key step that's missing, and that is your action. I don't care who you are and how great your power of manifestation goes. If you're laying in bed day and night, thinking that you're going to be a millionaire and you know you don't have any rich relatives that are on their deathbed to inherit that money from, then you're probably not going to be a millionaire. It takes work. It takes action. It takes effort to reach your dreams. However, if you're putting those actions in and you're manifesting at the same time, they can actually have some value. It can actually work. 
You have to give the energy to your goals and dreams, not just the thought energy. Let me explain this to you in a bit of a deeper way. We all are born with this thing in our brain called the reticulating activating system. And what that is, is a filter that basically notices the things that are important to us and blocks out the things that aren't. Think about it. In a day, your subconscious has millions of thoughts. When you're driving, you see maybe hundreds of signs, maybe thousands. You see cars on both sides of you. But if I ask you which cars you drove by on your way home from work today, you probably can't recall one of them unless they were one of those road raging people that were, you know, giving you hand gestures and stuff. But we just don't remember those things. And yet, if you're thinking about getting a new car, maybe it's a certain model, maybe it's a certain color, when you dart down the street, you probably notice how many of that model car or that color car are on the road. And this wasn't something you noticed before you decided what you were going to be looking for. But now you see those things everywhere. Maybe you were in a conversation where somebody talked about a certain designer or a certain food that they recently experienced and they just loved it. And you were thinking to yourself, I never heard of that. And yet every time you scroll on your phone, all of a sudden, you see a recipe for it, somebody's talking about it, or it's the special at your favorite restaurant. And that's not because something necessarily changed. It's because your brain is now able to know that this is something that's important to you. And so when your subconscious passes by that thing, it kind of tells your conscious brain, hey, there it is. And it's that filter that's going to point out to you what's actually in front of you that matters to you and continue to ignore all of the other things. Now, in our everyday lives that we live today, this RAS, we'll call it for the reticulator, the reticular activating system, which is really hard to say, has been manipulated. And it's mostly through our smartphones, the internet. If you start to Google, maybe you only Google one time a certain topic, and all of a sudden, Facebook is feeding you ads, other methods of social media are feeding you the ads, maybe you're Google's feeding you articles about it. And that's because the the people that engineer these programs realize you're looking for that thing. And now instead of our brains having to do this, our phones will do it for us. But still, when we're not on our phones, when we're driving down the street, our brains are going to see those cars, those models and those colors. And that's how our reticular or RAS works for us. And this is a huge way of how manifestation works, because you're giving energy to maybe that you want to start eating healthier. Let's use that as an example. You want to start eating healthier. So it's going to be normal that maybe you're going to Google uh, healthy recipes or healthy lifestyle routines, and your phone's going to start feeding you that. So naturally, you really will start seeing it more. But also... When you're at the grocery store, 
your mind is looking for those things that are getting you towards what you told your brain you want. Healthier foods. Maybe you'll notice, you know, a real beautiful, bright colored fruit. Maybe you'll notice that the junk aisle is really junk. And your brain is doing that for you through this RAS. You also need to take 100% responsibility for what it is that you're trying to achieve. So if weight loss is one of your goals and you want to get out and exercise, then you can't blame other things. You can't wake up on a day that you were going to go for a walk and say, oh, it's raining outside. I can't do my walk today. No, you can't blame the weather. You have to take control for yourself, responsibility, and say, okay, it's raining today. What can I do? Well, I can put on a raincoat and carry an umbrella. I can go to the mall and walk. I can go to the gym and get on the treadmill. Or maybe I can just do a different type of exercise that I can do indoors today, and I'll go for my walk tomorrow. You can't let the weather be the reason why you're not reaching your goals. A lot of us blame our heritage. You say, oh, well, my parents were overweight. My grandparents were overweight. For me personally, I come from a Pennsylvania Dutch background, which is dough and potatoes and sugar and salt on everything. And it would be really easy for me to blame my Pennsylvania Dutch heritage that I'm overweight. And that's the way God made me. That's how I was born. And that's the way I'm going to continue to be. Or I can say, yeah, now all these unhealthy meals that I've been raised on, that I've been eating for years, that have caused me to gain weight and make me sluggish, I'm going to change some of those. It doesn't mean I'm never going to have one again. It means that I'm not going to give the responsibility of the way my health is to my heritage. I'm going to give it to me. And yet I might have some ancestral factors in me, but it doesn't mean that I can't take on my own responsibility and do what I can control. So think about this. Do you blame others? Do you complain about factors that you can't control? This is actually giving away your power. So whatever it is, I use the examples of weather and heritage. You might use the examples of your coworkers and the things they bring into the break room or your kids and having to have kid food around all the time. What I'd like you to do is whatever those things are for you, think of three things that you could do instead. So like I said, if it's raining, you can wear a raincoat, carry an umbrella, you can go walk around an indoor mall, you can go to the gym, go on the treadmill or pick something else. Come up with three of your own answers or solutions to whatever, if you have one problem or if you have five problems that are holding you back, come up with those things. And so the next time you wake up when it's raining, you already have a plan in there. Set intentions. So we are all super busy. And things come up all the time. But if I want to try to work out three times this week and I put it in my calendar, it's much more likely to get done. I always have my work schedule in my calendar and you better believe I'm going to be there. 
I always have my sleep time and I go to sleep, trust me. And if you put these in your calendar, they're much more likely to happen. Schedule them sometime your, during your week. If you know Monday night is crazy, then maybe you schedule it for Tuesday. If you know that your mornings are just too busy, schedule them in the evenings and be flexible. So you may have time set aside on a Monday night that that's when you're going to go to the gym, but there's some kind of emergency at work that you have to stay late, or there's some kind of family issue that arises that you have to attend to, that's okay. At least you're very conscious that, you know, you're missing it tonight and you have to figure that out another time. Another thing that we need to do besides taking responsibility and setting our intentions are to look at our perspective. So why is it that two people can start a new workout routine and one thinks it's easy, but another thinks it's hard? This may be legit. The person that thinks it it is easy may have started in better shape. They may have been an athlete. They may have been working out for years where the person that thinks it's hard, not so much. They might not have done anything physical in a while. But a lot of them, of that too is perceived. So like if if you're going into this, whatever this new workout is that you're going to do with the idea that, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I'm going to be so tired. This is going to hurt. It's going to take my breath away and I won't be able to breathe. I'm going to be all sweaty, yada, yada, yada. Of course, that's how it's going to be. But if you go into it with a new attitude thinking, oh, this is going to be such a challenge and it's probably going to be hard the first few times, but I can't wait until I get really good at it because I've done it for a few weeks. Well, who do you think is going to have the better results? So looking at your perspective and maybe shifting it a little bit and being careful with the way you talk to yourself is going to be the thing that helps you to finally have success this time where you haven't been able to before. And I'm very aware that I talk about the subconscious mind very often, and that's because it's so important and it's often what makes things easy or hard. But I want to tell you in this example, when you give yourself any kind of idea, any kind of thought that you think holds weight, your mind will find the reasons or the answers to back that up. So if you go into something thinking, I'm not sure that I can do this, your mind, your your subconscious that you have no control over and that you're not even aware is doing this to you is looking with that RAS for reasons why you're not going to be able to do this, why you should just forget about it and go on living the way you are. But the opposite is true when you change your perspective and you start thinking, I can do this. Maybe it won't be easy, but I'm on an adventure. I'm improving. I'm getting better. Then your RAS is going to do the opposite where it's looking for those reasons and excuses why you can do this. So in that aspect manifesting is absolutely huge. And that's the way it works. So I want to give you a success formula for the law of attraction. Number one, 
Decide what you want and be very clear. It doesn't matter if this is health related. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, you want to buy a new house, you want to get a new degree, whatever it is, be very clear. So if it is health related, if you want to lose weight, you don't say to yourself, I'm going to lose some weight. You have to say to yourself, I'm going to lose 20 pounds by the end of blank. Like maybe it's two months down the road or three months down the road, whatever it is for you, that's okay. But when you're clear, your mind is looking for ways to do that subconsciously. Then I encourage you, number two, to write your vision and or your goal. Put the pen to paper and think of all the things, how you want to look, but more importantly, how you want to feel. Maybe it's, I want to lose 20 pounds, but it could be so I feel better. No, it could be so you're not winded when you're walking up steps. It needs to be more detailed. It could be so that you have more ease in playing on the ground with your grandchildren or running around playing tag with them without getting out of breath. Be very clear and write it all down. There's something about writing with pen to paper as opposed to typing in our phones that really sticks and makes it like hardwired into our brains. Next, plan. How are you going to do this? You can't just think about it and write it down and you're 20 pounds lighter on such and such date. See in the mind's eye how you're getting there. So it's not just that you're there and you have these feelings. You need to feel what it's going to feel like along the way. There's going to be days that you don't want to get up and do the thing or that you don't want to, I don't know, save money because you want to go to the mall and just blow it because it makes you feel better temporarily. So think of the things that you're going to have to maybe, I hate to say the word sacrifice, but the sacrifices you might have to make, the harder tribulations that are going to come with this. And then also think about how good you're going to feel after. So there have been times when I've been shopping and I wanted to do an impulse buy and it like crushed me not to get it. And then I got home and I thought, what the heck would I have done with that anyway? It was an impulse buy. And I actually feel proud of myself for not getting the thing. And, you know, I want you to notice these as you're like, you know, practicing in your head what this is going to look like. Because when we only see the reward at the end of the trail, we're not setting up for success on the pathway. And that's where so many of us fall off. Now, no matter what it is we're trying to achieve, I don't care if you're an athlete going for a gold medal in the next Olympics, I don't care how big or how small, there's going to be times when we're super enthusiastic. And then there's going to be other times where our motivation wanes, where we just lose our enthusiasm. So one of the things you can do to start like lifting your spirits and your enthusiasm again, is you can go back over these steps. Hopefully, like I said, you'd put a pen to paper and you wrote this down, but go back there and remind yourself, number one, what is it that you want? And a clear vision. And maybe you have to rewrite your plan a little bit to make adjustments so that it will work for you now. Have your plan, see it in your mind's eye, and then start practicing it again. And this is a great way to get remotivated. The best times that you can 
do these things are when your brain is in a beta state. So it's when you wake up and you're a little groggy in the morning, or maybe it's when you're laying in bed at night, right, as you're dozing off and your brain's wandering, start thinking about those things that are the things that you want, and they will like kind of play around in your subconscious as you sleep. And that's like super exciting because it doesn't take any time. Acknowledge your good choices. As I said before, you're trying to change your self-belief and you're trying to reward yourself along the way. And that's going to help keep you motivated as well. And then the last one, number five, is take actions. Your RA is going to show you but you have to do it. It can't do it for you. Follow that. Follow that intuition. You're seeing all these signs, these guides, these clues as to what you need to do to motive, to um, manifest all these things in your life. Now take the action. And you don't always have to know how. So you might decide that you're going to lose 20 pounds in two months, but you're not exactly sure. Well, this is the ultimate law of attraction at work. You decided it, you wrote it down, and now you're seeing it in your mind's eye. You're seeing that you might have to pass on dessert at a restaurant, or you might have to walk a little more than you've been doing, or whatever it is. And your RA is going to bring these things into you. And so you, you don't really have to know how you're going to get there. It is good to have a plan, and that was one of our steps, but just start with where you are now, and little by little, the manifesting is going to bring these ideas, what you need to do into you through your reticular activating system. Again, practice responsibility. I've heard the term radical responsibility, and that's not accepting the things that don't align, align with you and what you want, that's creating your own responsibility for achieving your goals. And this is something that I know that you can do. And the law of attraction doesn't have to be woo-woo. It actually is science and it's something that you can do. Hope you got something out of this episode. It was kind of fun. Tried to keep the woohoos out of it because when I woohoo, it's big. <laughs> and um, I look forward to seeing you next week here on the Choose Your Future podcast. I would love and appreciate if you could leave me a review, subscribe for sure, and share this podcast with anyone you think could benefit from it. Have a great week. Go choose your future. I'll see you next Monday.